0: There's something about, you know, just having it all on the line. And there's something about, um, you know, making sure that you do the best you could possibly do in in order to get paid that just brings it to the table for me. I love that. It just it's something that excites me every day. The fact that I have no idea how much I'm going to make next month is exciting to me. Some people, that's scary, but to me, I find it motivating. In America right now, the interest rates have gone up significantly on mortgages. And because of that. We're not seeing as many buyers as we did in the last couple of years. After COVID, um, there was a sprint of about 16 months that were just insane. Every listing out here in America was getting multiple offers. Buyers were all out there. They were ready to go. People were tired of sitting in their homes.
1: Hey, this is Ahmad, and you are listening to the Think Ultimate Podcast. Today, we have Danny Lewis with us. Danny is a Chicagoland native with deep roots in the area, providing his clients with a nuanced perspective as they set out on the search for their dream home. As leader of the Lewis Group at DreamTown, Danny works one-on-one with clients, as well as guiding a team of expert real estate brokers. So let's welcome our today's guest, Danny Lewis. Danny, welcome to the show.
0: Ahmad, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here today.
1: So excited to host you as well and share your amazing journey with the audience. So let's jump on to the questions right away, Danny. So tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know.
0: So, you know, I would say something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm actually a big chess nerd. I love chess. It's one of my favorite games.
1: You play? Yeah, a lot. (laughs) These days, I just played uh, started playing like six months ago and I'm just becoming into it. Every time when I get free, I just open the chest and just play that.
0: Yeah, no, I love it, man. It's great. I learned as a kid, but um, I really started to pick it up in the last three or four years. Um, there's just something about it um, that actually kind of relates to my job. It relates to real estate. And that is, you know, thinking three or four moves ahead, you know, giving an idea of what the opposition is going to be doing and being ready for that. Um, there's something about that that I use towards my own job and my own negotiating skills that's really helpful. And, you know, I'm a very competitive person as well. I love to compete. I love to win, hate to lose. Um, so, you know, something about chess also kind of just strikes a chord with me. Um, I'm on chess.com. If anyone's listening, they want to find me. I'm I'm shy. Checkmate82. Feel free to look me up. Um, and yeah, I, I love it. It's It's a really
1: fun game that really does relate to my job as well would love to play against you. And I know I will lose because you have four years of experience and I just started six months ago. <laughs> but still, well, let's just, try it now.
0: <laughs> i got to mention, too, I don't play the, the, the fast chess. There's two types. There's the blitz and that's the really quick chess. I'm not good at yeah. that. That's, that's far from me. So give me a little There's more time. 15, yeah, exactly. 15, 20 minutes and I
1: can I can compete. Okay, that's really cool. I'm also good in that, but not that good. <laughs> Let's, let's see. Okay. So Danny, how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? How did you get into entrepreneurship?
0: Um, so before I became a realtor, I was working in the corporate job in the corporate world and it's the nine to five sit behind a desk, uh, have a boss type job. And I learned very quickly that I just, I don't go along with those types of jobs very well. Um, I feel like every boss that I've ever had, has always felt like I was trying to either take their job or do their job for them. And that always created a kind of rift between us. So, you know, when I learned about jobs like real estate, which are 100 percent entrepreneurial, you know, no salary commission based jobs, I kind of decided that that's perfect for someone like me. Um, I need that push. I need that extra uh, risk. Uh, if you don't work today, you're not going to eat tomorrow. Um, There's just something about that that makes me, you know, turn into the best realtor I could possibly be. I feel like if everything is just given to me, if, you know, I know that my salary is coming in, if I know how much I'm getting paid every week, that just wouldn't really motivate me to, you know, do the best job that I could possibly do. I feel like I would just do whatever I needed to do to just pass the hours and get that, that paycheck. But when there's a blank check, when there's, no guarantee about what you're going to get paid tomorrow. Um, there's something about that that just gives me that extra motivation, and it works for me. There's you know there's two types of people. There's people like me who that works for, but there's also people who need that security, who need to know you know when their next paycheck is coming in, who need to uh, be able to plan on that, um, and I completely understand that, um, and that's why real estate works for someone like me, perfectly for someone like me, I should say, is because I'm someone who who thrives. When there's risk involved um and i feel like everything is on the line when you you know have no salary whatsoever so um it works perfectly for me um but i understand it's not for everybody
1: absolutely like you love to go all in because the more you work the more you get paid it's not like the job the more hard work you put in all you get only fixed amount then yes, there's exactly. no motivation in that
0: Exactly. Exactly. There's something about you know just having it all on the line, and there's something about um, you know making sure that you do the best you could possibly do in in order to get paid. That just brings it to the table for me. I love that. It just it's something that excites me every day. The fact that I have no idea how much I'm going to make next month is exciting to me. Some people that's scary, but to me, I find it motivating.
1: Absolutely, because the more challenges come, the more the more you get to conquer the world. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly you got it my friend you got it you know it okay so danny after you left your nine to five like how did you get your first client
0: how to get my first client so my first client was actually my grandfather um so i got into real estate because my grandfather was working or i'm sorry was living in his home he was 92 years old and he was going to move to a retirement home that's you know something that we do here in america when you know, the elderly can't take care of each other. We, you know, send them to or we, you know, assign them up to places where people do everything for them. So we're cooking for them, cleaning for them, et cetera. And he was gonna sell his house himself. And I had just gotten done with my corporate job. I just gotten fired from my corporate job. And um, you know, I, I'd watched TV shows about realtors and I saw kind of an idea of how it worked. And I said to him, you know, let me try, let me try selling your home for you. Let me see if it's something that I like. And immediately fell in love with the process. I fell in love with the fact that I was my own boss. I was making my own hours. The pay is actually pretty good, you know, if you can do it pretty well. Um, And that was my first sales pitch was my grandfather. And um, God bless him, he let me do it. He let me sell his house for him. And when I was selling his house, another realtor came when they were, um, you know, they were looking at the home, and they basically said, "Listen, you know, you're really good at this. You should think about doing this for a living." And that's when I kind of just clicked. I said, you know what, you're right. This is something that I could be doing for the rest of my life and um, got my license probably two or three months after I sold that home. I haven't looked back since.
1: That's really cool, awesome. So uh, Danny, in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait someone would need to be successful in your job?
0: Sure, Um, so you know, I, I think the most important personality trait would have to be determination. You need to be able to be okay with getting kicked down every once in a while. You have to be able to bounce back. Um, you know, I'm someone who always says, you know, I hate losing more than I like winning. And that's something that you kind of have to get rid of when you're in real estate. You have to kind of look past the fact that you're gonna lose a lot. There's a lot of times when you're gonna hear answers that you're not gonna expect. You're gonna um, have deals fall apart that, you know, you thought were solid. It's just part of the game. It's how it is. And you can't wallow in that and you can't let that keep you up at night. You have to make sure that you get past that. And um, if you can't, then it's going to be a really tough job because there's a lot of times when things just come out of nowhere and things that you think are solid and things that you think are good to go just aren't. And if you let that get you down, if you let that keep you up at night, it's going to be a rough time. So being able to bounce back, being able to be determined to succeed is probably the number one personality trait that I think you need in order to to succeed in real estate. It's a job that, um, you know, it's it's not easy and it's not something that's given to you. Um, But at the same time, um, you know, you have to be able to um, be confident you have to be okay with the fact that every time you're not going to win. And I have a hard time with that. I'm not going to lie. I'm someone who loves to win. Um, You know, I'm someone who hates to lose. But um, when I got into real estate and when I became successful, I realized that I had to let that go. And I had to be okay with the fact that I wasn't going to win all the time. I had to be determined to succeed. And that's why determination, I feel like, is the number one trait that I needed in order to be successful in real estate.
1: Absolutely. Because you're going to lose a lot of times. And you have to get up and do that same work again tomorrow. Because it's not like that you lose and then you sit down. Sit down and think what I will do. It's our determination. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's so, the thing
0: about uh, having a 100% salary job or 100% commission job, I should say, not salary, is that you know no one else is going to pick you up if you don't pick yourself up. There's, there's no one else exactly. that's going to say, you know, you have to work hard so you can eat tomorrow. You have to do that yourself and you have to do that for yourself. And that's why I think real estate is the perfect job for me.
1: Exactly. So, Danny, how did you manage to grow your business so far? Um, so,
0: you know, what I think was the number one thing that I used in order to grow my business was I realized, um, first off, the first thing I did, I should say is I looked at all the most successful realtors. I wanted to see what those guys who were doing really well in real estate and women were doing in real estate to be as successful as they were. Um, that's something that I think is really important in any job you're in. You always want to find out who is at the top of their game in your field and what do they do to get there? And um, there are some realtors that were open about it and were able to share with me, you know, what it took for them to be successful. And that was great. That was amazing to have that help. And then there were some realtors who weren't. Um, and I'll never forget that, I'm not gonna lie. Um, There's some people who just weren't really willing to share what you know helped get them to be in a successful position. Um, so the ones who did share, you know, gave me some really helpful tips and, you know, I watched what they did from afar as well to see what they were doing to be successful. And what I noticed was all of them brought people into their business. All of them built a team. And I realized how quickly, how important that was. That's so important in real estate. You're only one person. You know, if I have a client who wants to see a property at five o'clock, And a listing that has a showing request at the same time, I physically can't be there in both places at the same time, obviously. Right. So the idea is, is to create a team and to create other people who can help you in your business and be there where you can't be and help you succeed. So what I would say is that the number one thing that I did to really build my business to where I'm at is I brought people with me and. Um, I was also very open about what it took to become successful. Um, I learned a lot from those realtors who didn't tell me what it took to be successful. And I realized that that's not what I want to be like. I don't want to be that person who keeps secrets, who you know doesn't help people who need help. I want to be someone who, um, when the most successful realtors get questioned about how they became successful, I want them to mention my name. I want to say that there is a realtor who, you know, answered all my questions from the beginning, helped me out when no one else would help me. And that's why I'm here today. I, I want to be that person, and I want you know because I do have someone who's that person for me as well. There was someone uh, named Sandesh Bilgi who really helped me out, mentored me, uh, trained me, um, and every time people ask me you know how I got to where I'm at, I always mention him. And I want someone to do that for me as well. So um, I would say, yeah, building a team, having people join you in your journey. Is the most important thing in any field that you're in. Um, no matter what you do, I feel like the more people that join you on your journey to be successful, the more likely you're successful. Absolutely.
1: So, uh, Danny, what does a perfect team look like? Uh, a perfect team to me is cohesiveness. Uh,
0: basically, being able to know exactly what we're thinking without even saying it to each other. Uh, communication is so important. Making sure that um, you know we are always on top of everything and If there's something that we're communicating with someone, that we have a way to communicate what we communicated with someone else. And what I mean by that is, um, say a client calls me specifically, my team members won't know what was said in that conversation. So being able to communicate exactly what was said in some type of platform, either a spreadsheet or Google Notes or something like that, is really important. Um, You know, every type of team needs to have some type of intercommunication with each other. And if they don't, then they're obviously not going to function very well. So you know, communication is really important. Also uh, getting together, holding team meetings at least once every two weeks or once a month or anything like that, or once a week um, is super important just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Um, So I would say communication and scheduling and coordinating are probably the most important traits to be a successful team.
1: So uh, Danny, as everyone is dealing with some level of difficulties in the business, what are the most common difficulties you are currently facing?
0: Um, so you know, in in America right now, the interest rates have gone up significantly on mortgages, and because of that, we're not seeing as many buyers as we did in the last couple of years. Um, you know, after COVID, um, there was a sprint of about sixteen months that were just insane. Um, every listing out here in America was getting multiple offers. Um, buyers were all out there; they were ready to go. People were tired of sitting in their homes. And when they were in their homes, they realized they needed more space. Um, so they wanted to go out and buy bigger properties or downsize or whatever it is. So there was a good sprint for about 16 months of just buying and selling, buying and selling. And then come July or or maybe even August of last year, rates started to go up significantly. Um, and because of that, the amount of buyers started to drop off. So the main, you know, I, I say challenge that we're facing right now in America is uh, getting buyers to get back off the bench and come back out and start looking at properties again. Um, a lot of them are used to seeing interest rates for mortgages around 2 3%. And right now they're around 6 or 7%. So that was a hard pill to swallow. That said, I feel like a lot of them are starting to realize that you know rates aren't going to be going down to 2 or 3% anytime soon. So um, a lot of them are starting to come back out again, but it's slower. There's no question about that. So um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of realtors um, joining other teams, trying other companies. You know, thinking of other ways to kind of switch up their business. Um, and I ex- I respect that, and I expect that's going to happen too in a slower market. But um, a lot of them are not looking inward and figuring out exactly what they could be doing differently in their own business. Uh, for example, you know, now that things got a little bit slower um, in the last you know five or six months or so. I completely redid my entire website. That was something that I thought was really important was to be ready for once the market starts to pick up again. Um, another thing that's really important as well is, um, you know, making sure that uh, your um, website's up to date, um, that your lead generation up to date. Make sure that um, all of your, you know, the little things that you don't pay attention to in a busy market are all taken care of. So that's what I've been focusing on myself. But yeah, I've been noticing that you know the switch in the market, the change in the market, has definitely made a lot of realtors you know change the way that they do business. And if anything, I've been kind of trying to perfect the things that I couldn't really pay attention to when I was really busy. Okay.
1: So, Danny, what is a growth plan?
0: Uh, so my growth plan is is pretty intricate. I mean, there's there's a lot of personal things in my growth plan, but in terms of my professional growth plan, um, by the time I'm 50 and my birthday is tomorrow, I'm going to be 41 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the time I'm 50, I want to have a minimum 10 properties and about 15 to 20 doors. What that means is, um, you know, like own a multi-unit building, for example, and a multi-unit building has more than one door in it is what they're called. Um, So uh, 15 to 20 doors, no question about that. I wanna average a minimum of about 35 million a year in sales. Um, every year I've been up 20, 25. Last year I was at 35, um, but average at least a minimum of 35 million in sales. Um, I want to grow my team to at least five or six agents right now. I'm at two or three uh, full-time salaried agents, and that's really important to keep growing as well. And then eventually, you know, something I would want to think about is maybe having my own brokerage at some point in my life. Um, I love working for the brokerage that I'm at, they're amazing and the management's fantastic. Um, but you know, down the road, 10, 15, 20 years from now, who knows? Um, I might want to do my own thing. Um, but most important for me is growing my own personal real estate portfolio, um, but also growing my team as well and making sure I'm mentoring and helping other agents succeed.
1: That's really important. <laughs> so, Danny, what is the best piece of advice you've ever got?
0: Uh, the best
1: piece of advice
0: I've ever gotten. Um That's a really good question. So I would say the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was was to be yourself. That's something that's just so important. And it's something that I think that a lot of people, you know, either take for granted or hear and just kind of look past. Um, You know, everyone has their own style. Everyone has their own way of being successful or, you know, um, you know, getting their message across or, you know, making sure that other people understand what they're saying. Um, But a lot of times I feel like people want to emulate or be like each other. Exactly. And I said before, you know, I wanted to emulate like the most successful realtors and see what they did. And I understand that that's necessary, but I also wanted to take what they did and do it in my own way and change it into my own style. So that's really important. Um, You know, when I mentor agents, I tell them and show them exactly what I did to become successful. Um, That said, I always make it very clear that you have your own style. You're your own person. I want you to take what I did, but put your own spin on it. So, you know, being yourself is just something that I feel like is is kind of cliche to hear it. You probably hear it a lot, but there is no one like you. There is no one who's had the same experiences as you. There is no one who has gone through every second of your life exactly the way that you did. And because of that, you have a very unique perspective and you need to use that perspective to make other people realize their dreams and to, to be successful. So be yourself and you know, like I said before, emulate what other people are doing to be successful, but take what they're doing and
1: put your own spin on it. Exactly. On the surface, be yourself is just like some other code. But when yes. you start meditating on it, when you start thinking on it, that who I am, then what should I do? What is my purpose? Then it becomes a really big thing.
0: Yes, I agree. hundred percent, Ahmad. Like you're doing your thing. You got your podcast. Um, you know you're being yourself. You know you're you're reaching out to the right people and you're interviewing and asking the right questions. So, um, you know you're on the right path. There's no question about it. And if you and I can help other people um, succeed and get on their right path, then I feel like we're successful on our own.
1: Absolutely. And Danny, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever got? Because we get worst best piece of advice and worse as well. So what is that one? <laughs>
0: um, so the worst piece of advice I ever gotten. Um, You know, probably the worst piece of advice I've ever gotten was probably from my last employer, the one who hired me. Um, And I guess she didn't really give me the advice, but she kind of tried to mold me into exactly what she wanted to be. Um, So, you know, she basically assigned me to a job and didn't really give me specific details on what she wanted me to do, but she did have in her mind exactly what she wanted me to do. So the fact that, you know, she never really communicated, she never really told me exactly what she needed or what she was looking for. It made me fail. There's no question about that. So maybe it wasn't advice per se, but maybe it was just you know not giving correct direction or not clearly specifying exactly what she was looking for. So um I would say that was probably you know one of the main protagonists in order of me failing in that job was just basically not having correct communication or expectations on exactly what she was looking for.
1: Exactly. Having a clear pathway just makes sure you go. Really fast. But when you don't know what someone else is expecting, basically in a job, when you're an entrepreneur is a really different thing because you know yep. what you are expecting yourself to be.
0: So exactly. it's really
1: tough when you don't know what someone is expecting from you.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. It's hard to succeed when you don't have a clear answer of what exactly you,
1: you know, you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. So Danny, if you have had an extra $10,000 of budget, how would you spend it and why? So on my
0: extra $10,000 of budget, if I had a way to spend it, it would probably be right into lead generation and advertising and branding. Um, In real estate, it's really important to get your name out there to make sure when your friends and family think about real estate, the first thing they think about is you. And the best way to do that is to brand yourself, is to advertise. If you ever came to Chicago, um, you'll see uh, when you drove down the expressway, a big billboard with my picture on it, my name. Um, You know, the idea behind that is to uh, not just get business from it, but to have people think of me whenever they think of real estate. So that extra $10,000 will go right back into lead generation. It would go right back into uh, online sites to basically make sure that my name pops up when people are looking for properties on different websites, et cetera. So um, there's no question that $10,000 will go right back into lead generation because I know for a fact that it would come back 20-fold once everything successfully happens.
1: So, Danny, what is your favorite
0: quotation? Um, Yeah, so my favorite quotation, and I wrote this down just so I could make sure I got it exactly right. But uh, my favorite quotation is uh, by Steve Jobs. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of him before. And uh, his quote was, uh, people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones they usually do. I love that. Um, You know, you really do have to to think outside the box. You have to be um, a little bit crazy sometimes in order to shake things up um to really get people's attention to change the, the the status quo um so uh yeah i love that quote um it just kind of brings out the idea that you know you have to think outside the box you have to be creative in order to succeed um and uh the ones who usually do are usually the most successful ones out there
1: something resonating with that i have in my background you can see that yeah <laughs> trust exactly. your crazy ideas
0: oh yeah there so, it is right there trust your crazy ideas you know what you know what you're
1: talking about Amon. Absolutely. Because you have to think differently to do something different. That's how everything got built. People thought differently. Like when when Thomas Edison was trying to make the bulb, he didn't know what to do. But he tried to get the light up there. He tried doing some things. He failed a lot. But then he learned from those and he did something new. And it's something that we all use right now. 100%. I definitely agree with that. I feel like if
0: you don't think outside the box, if you're not thinking of how you could change things up from what they are today, then we would just be stuck forever. Um, the people who really think differently are the ones who change the world.
1: And um, that will always stick with me. Absolutely. That's how you are starting to change the world, the part in real estate. Correct.
0: Exactly. Um, I thought... What what are other people doing different? What are the things that, um, you know, make other realtors stand out? And I wanted to make sure that um, I emulated that, but
1: at the same time,
0: put my own spin on it. Uh, I'd be myself. That's very important.
1: Exactly. So, Danny, if you were to write a book about yourself, how would you name it?
0: Um, So if I had to write a book about myself, I feel like it would have to do with that determination thing that I thought of earlier, which is um, just being bold. Being bold and uh, building generational wealth. So maybe that'd be the name of the book. Be bold and build generational wealth. Um, you know, like I said before, in order to succeed in life in anything, you need to be able to get up from um, something that puts you down. There's no question about that. Um, every time you get knocked down, you have to get back up. And if you don't, then obviously you're not going to ever succeed. Uh, you won't. You know, you won't ever get up per se. So um, being bold is really important. Um, you know, it kind of goes in with my themes of my quote as well. Um, you know, thinking outside the box, being creative, being crazy, per se, or however people would think we're crazy. Um, that's really the way to get ahead. Otherwise, you lose people's attention. They get bored. They get used to what they have. Um, and they don't really think of you. So, you know, being bold and creating the generational wealth is probably the most important things that I could give to people um, in the future and making sure that. Um, you know, when they succeed, that they hopefully pass what they learned on to someone else. And then that will get passed on and then that will get passed on. So generational wealth is really important in there, too. So, yeah, just be bold and build generational wealth. I think that's something that I would name a book about me if I had to name one.
1: OK, that would be really cool. And uh, looking forward to reading your book as well whenever you launch it. And I would be the first person to read that because I'm also a reader and I would I love so. to know more about you. So Danny, what is that one advice you would give to the young entrepreneurs starting in your field?
0: So what I would say is um, find a mentor. Find someone who you look up to that has succeeded and, and clamp onto them. Find out exactly what they're doing every day. See if you can be a part of it. Follow them around. Listen to their phone calls. Um, you know, See what they did to become the successful person they are. Um, Mentorship is huge. Uh, there's no question about that. I'm sure you have a mentor or someone that has helped you get to where you're at today. Um, I feel like all of us wouldn't be where we're at today if there wasn't someone who paved the path for us or showed us the way. So the first and I'd say most important thing you could possibly do is is find a mentor, find a company that you would want to work for that has people that would be able to help you and help you succeed. And, and like I said, just clamp onto them, find out what they're doing, say, hey, can I follow you to this meeting tomorrow? Can I sit on this phone call that you have? Um, don't be shy about that. And, you know, as someone who has mentored people myself, I have no problem with that at all. I, I think it's great when other agents say, hey, when's your next showing? Let me come. Or um, can I listen to the phone call? Or can I see how you email these people? Um, and I'm happy to share that information. And for me, it, it, as a mentor, it really doesn't, I don't have to do anything extra. I just have to myself and do what i normally do every day the difference is, is there's someone watching it and i'm okay with that so you know if you're new in the field find a mentor if you've been in the field for a while mentor someone it's it's a great way to build your own brand to help someone succeed and it'll all come back to you twofold not just in karma
1: but and also business as well Absolutely. Okay. every time you see an opportunity to help someone you should do that Absolutely. In any field,
0: in any job you're in, no question, Um, no matter how successful you are, you should be able to still, you know, take a step back and help someone who's brand new, help them succeed. Um, Because like I said, it'll all come back to you at some point.
1: Exactly. So Danny, one more question. I can see your beautiful painting in your background. So is there any reason you chose this one only? Like, is there any story connected to that? (laughs)
0: So this is actually a painting from my parents' basement. Um, they uh, they actually had it in the basement. It was stowed away, and I saw it. I loved it. I love the colors. Um, so, I mean, as you can see, most of the, the room is really light or, you know, white or light gray or something like that. Uh, it really pops. It brings out, you know, a lot of color. And I guess, you know, like I was saying today, you know, standing out being something different when everyone's doing the same thing, to be able to to do something different and to stand out. Um, it makes people recognize it. Like, for example, you recognize the painting because of the fact that it you know, it stands out. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's a very similar thing when it comes to your career, when it comes to your job. You know, Doing something different, being someone different than what everyone else is will make you stand out and people will ask about it just like you asked about the painting.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot, Danny, for being here on the show and sharing your awesome journey with the audience. And I really appreciated you taking your time and being here
0: of course. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's a great podcast that you do. Like I said before, you have some of the most, um, you know, well thought out, thoughtful questions that I've ever gotten in an interview. So well done with that. And I'm going to keep listening and I'm going to keep learning as well. And and thank
1: you so much for having me here today. Thanks a lot. It really means a lot. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great day.